smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the Time Lord with you this evening. With me as always is... Andy. Who will be the TARDIS with you this evening? Uh, the, t- the TARDIS? Oh. Normally you're the companion against the TARDIS today. Um, i got a question for you. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah? No. Uh, the well, dark? No. Oh, okay. Well, how do you feel about spiders? Yes. <laughs> Don't like spiders? Um, like spiders. Yeah, nobody likes spiders unless they are a weird scientist that collects them in jars and pins their legs down and then examines them like some kind of like weirdo. Norman Osborn or something, right? Not Norman Osborn from Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, making the making the super spiders and stuff. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. It depends on what movie you're talking about, but yes. So this episode, of Doctor Who, is all about. Spiders, or the fear of them, rather. And, uh, you know, it was funny. People on message boards and, you know, the Facebook group and everything were like, you know, you know, I love Doctor Who, but this next episode being called Arachnids in the UK being about spiders, I think I'm going to skip this one out because <laughs> they are, <laughs> they have their own fears of spiders, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> there you have know. been spider, spidery episodes in the past. You know, there there was that one uh, Christmas special with uh, Donna when we first saw Donna. Donna, and there was the the basically the giant spidery uh, creature that uh, put people in webs and and had a big spaceship star that exploded. Yeah, yeah. And then and then back in back in the old classic episodes, there was um, both I think the third and fourth Doctor. Reference this place called, I believe it was Metabolia Three, and basically, I think the the third Doctor kept mentioning it, and the fourth Doctor ended, ended up going there, and it was a planet full of like spiders, and I think that ended up no, no, no. The third Doctor went there. I think that's what ended up killing the third Doctor and turning him into the fourth Doctor was the spider. Yeah, this there was been, a. Pic- it's been a long time since I watched that stuff. So I don't remember perfectly. There was a picture online actually that i saw of um sarah jane uh yeah sarah jane was in that one where the third doctor went to the spider did she have a big connected spider on her back kind of like with, i don't remember remember donna had a big beetle on her back that one episode oh, uh, yeah. like there's a picture of like who wore it better so i had donna with the big beetle on her back and then i had sarah jane with a big spider on her back <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember. And speaking of Sarah Jane, a lot of people like to say that she wore a shirt that's similar to what the doctor wears with oh, really? with stripes, but it's not exact. People have photoshopped it so it was exact, but uh, it's very very similar as to her, you know, her undershirt with the stripes and everything. Cuz there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on with her suit that kind of shouts out to some former doctors you know trench coat right. look you got the stripes would either you're looking at sarah jane in that one picture or you're looking at the uh whichever doctor it was with the big scarf 
Um, that would be the fourth doctor. Yeah, that that, that, that was my first guess. <laughs> a few different things that are going on there. So yeah, people are like, I'm not gonna watch this because they're afraid of spiders. Whatever. I'm like, you're you're watching a TV show. You know, it's, it's not real. Though I will say that it had some pretty good graphics as far as looking uh, at the spiders. It's I mean, they've gone a long way from the first episode with the <laughs> rubber trash can that eats people. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got up to this, and it's it, pretty good attention to detail for these spiders. Though, I mean, you could still tell it was fake, but it was pretty pretty well done, I think, for the most part. It's definitely a lot better than some horror movies out there that also focus on, say, eight-legged freaks and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, All things that I have not watched. And then we have the Trump impersonator in this episode. Well, sort of, yeah. It was it was a total shout-out to Trump because there's this guy. He makes hotels. He's famous for it. He's a famous businessman. He's going uh, – trying to win the presidency in 2020 or whatever. Um, he's a jerk. He is <laughs> – He's a jerk. He likes uh, he, to fire people. He likes to fire people. It's like one of the first things you see in the episode. He he yeah. hates Trump, but I'm trying to think yeah, for myself. Yeah, that's the only thing is is they make him out to be just like Trump, and then they go to say that he actually wants to well, run against Trump. Try to Trump. think about this. <laughs> if Trump had a twin brother who did the same exact thing, had the same exact job, both were running for presidency, would he hate the other version of Trump? That's the real question. It's based off of, you know, believability, a businessman going to trying to win the presidency, and he's basically hates Trump probably because they're in the same business. So they're just competitors, and that's why they hate each other. Right. Now, this guy is a little too similar to Trump to be. Uh, I, I really don't hope that it's Trump versus this guy for the 2020 election. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, all right. Now, this guy is an American actor. He uh, he's famous for quite a bit I of things. Him. He's prominent in all the Sex in the City shows and movies. Um, if there, okay. you know, Sex in the City is all about women, but if there was one male person who's always there, it would be him. Uh, he's also in a few other shows as well, ones that I don't really watch, but he is an American actor. He's in a lot of stuff, and you don't see a lot of American actors in the show. So it's pretty cool. So this episode, we saw a couple of kind of newer things that we hadn't seen before. We first meet our businessman. What's his name? Because <laughs> I can't even think it of what his name is. Robert Jack Robertson. Jack Robertson. Okay. So he's a biz, business mogul. He's like uh, Jack Donaghy, too. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's building a hotel, and he's firing people because they don't meet his expectations 100%. Um, and one of the people who works for him is Yaz's mom and is one of the people he's fired. But that's just kind of an introduction as to what's going on in the episode. You don't know too much about anything really at this point. Um, but then we get into our first real look at the time vortex. Yeah, so it actually basically is the same thing you see in the in the intro then. It is, and you actually see the TARDIS flying through it, and then it goes into this big, uh, vast area that has a whole bunch of connected time vortexes that the Yeah, so it's not just one big tube. It actually looks like, you know, like you could go through a bunch of different holes to 
end up in different places sort of thing. You know, the first thing that actually came to mind when I saw that, when it got into that big, vast area, is Bill and Ted. Because I think they did something very similar. Because not only they have the, you know, the... the phone box that's a time machine, but you know, I think they they go through a vortex, and I think they have different areas that they can go into. I could be remembering uh, that wrong, but it's actually the first thing that popped well, in my mind. Well, the interesting thing that I think I I don't know if this is going to have anything to do with the show or not, but you know, a straight line of time makes sense if there is exactly you know the future and exactly the past. But, but uh, once you change things, side, yeah, you're talking about yeah, back to the future stuff. Path, yeah, side paths would be more, you know, almost alternate timelines and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's more like instead of a one-dimensional time, you have two or three-dimensional time as well. You know. Yeah. But, now, be, before the show started, they sometimes release some set pictures of the Doctor walking around and things. You'd have, there's the TARDIS, there's the Doctor and everything. And people started noticing, I think during the filming of this episode, with the Doctor and her fanny pack. So people were like, it's... Fanny uh, pack? Yeah, she's wearing a fanny pack. And people were like, oh, I I, I know what she's going to say now. <laughs> I wear a fanny pack now. Fanny pack's cool. <laughs> and I think she's, carry, I think she's carrying her uh, screwdriver in the fanny pack, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Not just in the pocket? Empty pockets. <laughs> so I'm not mis- I, I'm not I, I entirely sure, sure, but I think it is in the fanny pack when she takes it out to unlock the door uh, for that woman. Huh. But yeah, so she's yeah. I'm it, looking and it's it's really it's not super noticeable to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's for it, the know? doctor is wearing the dark blue uh, shirt again. Like I was saying before, she changed it in the last episode. It was red. It's red at the end of this yeah. episode, very end when oh, they really? all when they all join the yeah, doctor at the very the end uh, in the TARDIS, and they said they're basically all gonna choose to be companions. She's wearing her, that red shirt again, but I don't know why it's so weird. It's so random. Um, well, it's sort of like it's sort of like David Tennant. He did change his, uh, and and even Matt Smith changed his jacket. David Tennant changed from like a blue outfit to a brown outfit sometimes. So. Yeah. So okay, so the beginning of this episode, for the most part, she's returning them back to their home. Uh, she pops out pretty much exactly where Yaz lives, and she invites them all for tea. Well, Graham's got other plans, so. We have uh, Ryan or Brian or whatever his name is. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, that's right. Ryan, Yaz, and the doctor go in for tea while Graham goes off to see some ghosts. More or less. He wants to go back home and basically mourn, I guess. <laughs> he had, he, yeah, he never really had time to mourn other than, I mean, he was at the funeral, but whatever. Yeah, they had a funeral. So they all head in, and uh, they see somebody's trying to get inside a door. They can't get in. They're trying to make calls. They can't get a hold of somebody, but they're not worried about it at this point. They're just going to go in for tea, notice some trash bags on the ground because it's all a conspiracy, whatever the heck that means. Uh, Yeah, that was confusing. I don't know what – I don't think they actually expanded on Yaz's dad's belief what conspiracy it is. I'd have to watch that scene again because it was when I was watching it, I didn't understand what they were talking about. Obviously, it connected to the uh, to the trash 
dump later in the episode. Yeah. But I, I, I don't remember exactly how that connected. Now, before I forget, because I know I will when we're talking about the episode, because I'm not entirely sure where she says it, but the doctor, there's been some speculation going on because the doctor at some point in the episode said that she was a sister before. Yeah. Like, she remembered having sisters and that she was a sister uh, and things like that. And people were online were speculating that she had regenerated as a child before. And then I, I, I remember, I remember the, that Missy said something about she's known the doctor forever, even when she was a little girl and all that. That's another thing that I remember. Yeah. I mean, Missy said a bunch of things and said that one of them was a lie. And, you know, so people were like, oh, that was probably the one where she said it was a little girl. You know, people just okay. speculated he was never a female before. But at this point, the doctor said that she used to have sisters and was a sister, whatever the heck that means. Well, you know, the doctor could have been still a man and just been a part of a convent or something. <laughs> a convent, that's right. He was a nun. He was a male nun. I think they call them priests. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. So I just wanted I to mention that because I don't remember exactly where she Yeah, I noticed it. that. I thought that was a little weird. It kind of glosses over It's at some point. Anyways, they're looking at the trash, and she says she loves a good conspiracy because she's the doctor and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yaz gets a call from her mom, needs to pick her up because she was just fired, more or less. So Yaz leaves um, the doctor and Ryan to fend for themselves in her apartment with her folks. <laughs> That's just rude. That is pretty rude. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. If I if I was going anywhere at this point, knowing the doctor, I'd probably just tag her along because, you know, once you know the doctor, crap's gonna hit the fan. <laughs> That's just what happens. I'll well, just the take thing, her with it. Right? Yeah, but I guess the idea was it's just gonna. Oh, I'm just picking up my mom. You know, it wasn't gonna be anything big. You know. At this point, we we know why, uh, and this never happens in the episode, but we now know because they're in the TARDIS, they can speak other alien languages. But uh, in the first couple episodes, there was no TARDIS, and they were speaking alien language. Do we know why? Did we? Uh, no, I don't. Did they actually speak alien languages? I think so. I know the Doctor understood an alien language, and then you had the those those tooth guys but i think they were speaking english they could have been but there's no reason for them to be usually you don't know when an alien's speaking english because you hear the inhibitor you you can hear their language as english and that's just because there's no reason for them to speak english they did mention something uh about if if we had the tardis we wouldn't need what was it in the second episode? Maybe if you had the TARDIS, we wouldn't need a translator or something like that. Yeah, something something, like that. there was something along those lines. So I think there was at one point uh, maybe either a translator or or the Doctor was translating or something because they hadn't reached the TARDIS yet. Hmm. Okay. All right. So Yaz leaves, leaving the Doctor and Ryan, but then the Doctor and Ryan don't want to stay around in her apartment because that's just awkward so they head out to the to the hallway awkward uh and while they're doing that graham's at i guess his old home with grace so he speaks to uh grace as a ghost and then he notices like the carcass not carcass but like shed skin 
of a, a spider on the ground. That's when was it dead. I I, I didn't. Know I don't think it was. It was it, if it was a spider, it was dead. But he said later on that it was like, you know, snakes shed their skins. It was like that, but for like a spider. Right. Yeah. So that's going on with Graham, uh, the doctor, and Ryan. They head over to that woman who was on the phone trying to get a hold of somebody, trying to get inside his door because she's worried about her friend. So the doctor uses her uh, fanny pack uh, screwdriver, the sonic fanny pack, <laughs> to uh, open the door to figure and out what's going on. Anything. Nobody. It's, it's like, like yeah, it's, it's cool. That they met. Yeah, she's like, I can open this door, and and anybody would be like, okay, maybe she's gonna pick the lock or something. But she takes out this magic wand, you know, and unlocks the door, and she's like, all right, that's cool. Opens the door. Lots of cobwebs going on in there. The whole thing is now okay. Here's here's something I was wondering. They say cobwebs. Yeah. Isn't there isn't there a difference between cobwebs and spider webs, or are they the same thing? Uh, it probably depends on who you're asking. Maybe with uh, people in the UK, it is the same thing. I'm not sure. Uh, but cobwebs were just like like dusty or something. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, that's my general. But maybe maybe the same. I don't know. It could be like old spider webs or something. Anyways, they find that that woman's friend hanging out in bed, dead, all wrapped up in a cocoon-like structure that a spider would have created. And they're like, what kind of spider could have done this? So they start looking around the room and find, you know, a pretty good-sized spider crawl out of, I think I think it's under the bed. Pretty big size. Pretty, pretty, pretty big size, yep, yep, about the size of... Maybe a human chest, I want to say, and uh, it kind of they're, they're they're freaking out a little bit, and they hide outside of the room, the hallway, where the spider shows up again. I'm not entirely sure how, but they trap it with vinegar, I think, something like that. Um, salt, uh, maybe salt and vinegar. I don't know. I don't it, they look like they made like a line of something on the on the floor. Yeah, they they uh, yeah they definitely pulled a supernatural there and. Yeah. Trapped it in there <laughs> with that because spiders don't like whatever it was that they enclosed it in. Sure. Whatever it is, yeah. And uh, the doctor's like, uh, we'll figure this out and, you know, do whatever because she's totally against squashing things. No, it's a bug. Yeah. Nobody wants it. Or shooting them. Or shooting them. So what's going on is they noticed that there was one in Graham's house and then there was one in her apartment complex and they needed to kind of figure out where it's all originating from. And of course it's originating from the hotel. Yaz goes to the hotel to pick up her mom and she, she meets the Donald Trump impersonator and says, oh, I heard what you did to my mom. She deserves this job. And he's like, hey, she's and terrible. Then, and then these armed guards come out. That's right. Armed guards. It's very important because to be American, you need – well, they're not even in, in America. I don't know. Well, see, at this point, I wasn't sure who this guy was supposed to be. So when these armed guards came out, I was like, are these the Secret Service? Is, is this Trump and these are the Secret Service? Basically. <laughs> Close enough, even though he's not there yet. So, yeah, that was before they explained that he was going to run. Not that he already was, but. So the doctor, the, the woman that was looking for her friend was a scientist, and she had been studying spiders, and she's a part of this whole thing. They were going to – okay, this is funny. When she said – she said something like we're going to use the strengths of spiders in some way. I'm like, 
So they want to make Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, they they want to. Basically, it, it just goes the it goes the other way around. It's instead of creating Superman or Superman Spider-Man, it, it's more like creating more like man spiders, you know. So the spiders yeah. hulk out and they get bigger and bigger because they're the whole idea was that. The more that they are alive, spiders continually grow. And apparently these spiders well, just never uh, die. <laughs> no, they mutated from the uh, toxic waste. That's right, the toxic waste. Right, so it's in a landfill which the – It wasn't It wasn't the science experiments that led to that, I don't think. I think they, they you know, tested out the spiders and then they thought they killed them. They dumped them off in the landfill. They weren't dead. And so the toxic waste performed its – you know, comic book stuff as it does. Yeah. <laughs> and made them mutate into giant spiders. You know, fun fact going. in this science lab, you got Ryan in the background. If you're paying attention when uh, the doctor's talking to the scientist, you could see blurry Ryan in the background doing shadow puppets on the wall. Yeah, I know. I noticed that. You know that? <laughs> that <was> <laughs> I know. Anyways, they have all these different sightings of uh, spiders around the town, and the doctor quickly kind of triangulates every all the locations, and then the heart of it is basically uh, the hotel. I was really hoping when the doctor was doing that, I was really hoping it was going to make like a, a spider web pattern or something. <laughs> that would be funny because <laughs> the that's that's how spiders decide on. Where to branch out, just like a yeah, spider web. Yeah, they're looking the giant spider web across the entire city. That's what it is. That's right. So everybody show. I guess at this point, everybody basically just shows up at the hotel, and uh, that's when the Trump guy first sees his spider. It's a massive spider too. It pops out of the, one in the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah, it's a massive spider that pops out of the bathtub. I hate when spiders show up in the bathtub. By the way, man, that's that's like one of the worst fears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like snakes coming out of the toilet. Snakes on the t- <laughs> snakes in the toilet. That's the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, spiders and things in the bathtub. And this one's like, you know, bigger than the bathtub, so the whole bathtub exploded. You know. Yeah. And then he takes the guy's uh, secret service guy. And the ser- secret service guy popped up, and then so the. Shelub or whatever the spider is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When when we uh, later on in the episode when they see all the people webbed up, I'm like, are we gonna? Is one of these people gonna be Frodo? <laughs> That'd be great. Now, I did miss the point or part. What they said is this is not how spiders act, and that's when they were seeing the people hanging in the basement and everything. I forget why this isn't what, how spiders act. Remember. But they did say something to that degree. But I'm just gonna guess, you know, hey, radiation and super mm-hmm. spiders. It's just, it's just what happens. Uh, you, you force evolution into your own hands, and that's just what happens. Basically, everybody's together now. They're hanging out with Trump and his Secret Service. And, and the funny thing is, the doctor's like, "Oh, your friend Kevin was sucked into the." bathtub by this giant spider let me go into the bathtub head first i know <laughs> like that's not the what smartest you, what are you doing head first do you want to die I, I, don't, I, I don't know she sees the spider how up about there head first after how about you throw a grenade in first and then no. there you go throw a grenade in well no she's not violent come on now 
I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The pro- that's the, the, the correct way to handle a spider. <laughs> all right. So after she the sees down. the spider, they're, they're all like, we need to get out of here. Period. We just need to run. And they kind of learn that they're in the process of being in a web. They're in the process of being flies because the spiders had uh, the whole hotel. webbed yeah, webbed the exit up. Though I'm just thinking all they really need at this point is a good, you know, machete or something to just slice through it. I, I don't think it's that solid, but they did say the uh, webbing of a spider, if it was thick enough. It's very is, thick, yeah. It can it, stop a plane. It stop a plane. Yeah, what she said that she's had to deal with before and with the help of uh, Amelia Earhart. Yeah, that's right. So she worked with Amelia Earhart. Um, so I'm guessing that's the point. It's very thick and they wouldn't be able to so escape. So that's what happened with Amelia Earhart. She got stuck in a spider web. That's right. <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> oh, and the doctor kept saying that. Uh, the Trump guy was Ed Sheeran or was trying to – he's like, what, you don't know who I am? Everybody knows who I am. I'm running for president. I'm, I'm, I own all these hotels. And, and she's like, are you Ed Sheeran? She's <laughs> like, oh, 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 this guy's popular. Is it, that, that must mean he's Ed Sheeran, right? Cause that's what everybody Every, talks about everybody's talking about Ed Sheeran at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's running for president. Ed Sheeran? Oh. <laughs> nah. He's like, I'm not Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of talking at this point, and they use a blueprint to find where they're going next. And the blueprint takes them to basically the basement. And the basement is where they see the hung up, strung up people in uh, spider webs. But it's, most importantly, it's kind of uh, leads you to why this is all happening. And, you know, again, even though these are like giant spiders, it's not an alien threat. It's this is human created problems basically. So there's a landfill. He's trying to make his the he, the way he makes his profit is he builds on places that are super cheap because because nobody wants to buy like a landfill or whatever property. Yeah. So he 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 buys a landfill and he builds his buildings on top of it because it's super cheap to do. That's it, that's like really, yeah. That's another bad idea. Yeah, yeah. that's like another plot for a a horror film. Instead of a landfill, which is boring in its own right, if you're just talking about landfills, uh, you'd have other movies where they build condos and housing developments over, you know, graveyards and things like that. Right. That's what you normally see. I don't see how he would be that successful because even though it'd be cheap property to run, wouldn't all wouldn't people just be constantly saying that his hotels are trash hotels? <laughs> uh, literally. Trash literally hotels. trash hotels. So that's how he makes his profit. But it's the waste. It's kind of nuclear waste, apparently, because it's it's, just, it's making... It's got some hazardous waste. It, it, it's basically Godzilla with spiders, you know? Yeah. You, you got all this waste that is affecting the spiders... To the point where they are growing exponentially, and basically they have to figure out how to live while growing to sizes they aren't used to. So that's why they're, you know, eating people. But yeah, that's why they say, like, uh, I think they they said like probably uh, dinosaurs probably wouldn't be able to live as well today as they did back then 
because there was uh, a higher percentage of oxygen in the atmosphere. Uh, so everything like bugs and, you know, cre- small creatures would have been bigger back then because of the higher oxygen yeah. levels. And so, you know, the bigger you get, the more, I guess, today it's harder to to live than it would have been, you know, millions of years ago. Well, yeah. So, and that's a big part of this episode is the difficulty surrounding uh, the spiders. It's not, you know, obviously them being big is all creepy and scary. But when you think logistically how they're living, how how it's actually affecting them. Yeah. We got, you know, Ryan and Graham, they're going through a big, uh, just big room. I don't even know what the room is. Uh, and it has like a huge, really big spider in there. Like, what did they say? It's by the size of a large van or something. Ballroom or a dining area. Yeah. And, uh, that's one of the main focuses of, of the episode that you see later is this spider. But in the meantime, they have to collect what spiders there are there already. And so yes. the they, Trump they find Trump's uh, uh, panic room, panic room. That's right. That he has like, what do you say? Like one book in there. Or something? <laughs> <laughs> he has a book and he, has, well, he's basically he said he had enough stuff to live down there for six months. Yeah. Basically a bunker. It's a bunker. And so they're deciding to use this safe spot to lure in all the spiders to give them what a humane death. What does that mean? Just having them eventually die of starvation after eating each other? Because that's all I can think of. That's not really that humane. And he, I mean, he makes a point that he, he, he'll kill them by shooting them like a civilized person and uh, ending them, you know, ending their misery, which I mean, I think that makes more sense than letting It does them make more uh, They're starving. They're probably going to eat themselves because they're spiders. And it's just it's it's just going to be a big mess the way that they are planning to do it, which is just ignore them, you know? Well, whatever. Yeah. I don't know how that's humane, but whatever. Or maybe, they're, maybe what they're saying is they're trapping them, and then they're going to have them transported somewhere where they can live. That's yeah. So they use vibration to lure the spiders in. They use... Um, Ryan's rap music for the vibrations. Um, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. More actual vocal music, by the way. Um, yeah, radio music. Radio music. And they lure them all in, and then the Trump guy feels weird because he starts talking to the spiders. He's like, I'm talking to a spider. <laughs> and then they... Now, I'm not entirely sure what the doctor was planning at this point. I really don't know. Because she gets mad at the Trump guy for shooting the spider, but she had like this insecticide thing that she was wearing. Really? I didn't notice that. No. Yeah. She had this uh, insecticide thing on her back and then she was holding a big long, uh, tube that I'm pretty sure she was just going to poison the thing. I mean, what else do you use insecticide for when it comes down to spiders? Huh. And then she gets mad at the, I don't know. She gets mad at the other guy because he's shooting. But before that, we learned that, the spider's having trouble breathing because it gets too big for its own good. Um, so it was already dying, but she gets mad at the guy because she shoots it dead. And he says, this is how I'm going to win the White House and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, she she, <laughs> she had this big insecticide thing on her back. I, I don't know. It's, it, it was weird. I don't know if that's what it was, but it surely looked like it. Weird. 
So then the spider is dead. Graham sees the ghost of Grace one more time. Yaz says bye to her parents or family one more time. Ryan is just hanging out outside because whatever, you know, he's got no life apparently. And uh, so they all head back into the TARDIS. He doesn't want to be a warehouse worker anymore. Graham doesn't want to see the ghost of Grace anymore. And Yaz does loves her family, but they are annoying apparently. So something like that. Yeah, yeah. So this is at the point where they are agreeing to hang out with the doctor, go on adventures with her. She's wearing her red shirt at this point, like I said. And uh and then they all kind of decide to go together and they all kind of do the teamwork thing hand over each other's hands to pull down the main lever that makes the TARDIS go whirly 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 and then off Team they TARDIS. go Team TARDIS right? I don't know they said something like that well, Team TARDIS he's trying yeah. to come up with new names yeah 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 Team TARDIS that's right he's like uh sure we'll, we'll take it whatever so <clears throat> And that's how the episode ended. What do we think of the episode? Uh, it was okay. I don't like spiders, and I didn't like. <laughs> and, you <laughs> you know, didn't I, like it because you don't like it, spiders. I don't like spiders, and you know, I, I didn't think it was that interesting. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the episode. I I liked, I, I liked the it, concept liked the of it here, and I liked the Trump stuff. <laughs> Some of the jokes were funny. Uh, I I liked yeah. the look of the spiders. I. Uh, I think for the most part, they effectively made it creepy. They could have probably done a little bit more if that's what they were going for. Obviously, this episode was written by Mr. Chibnall again. His episodes are, you know, neither here or there. But, you know, it, it was an okay episode. Once again, nothing that shouts out fantastic. You know, nothing that shouts out super, super memorable. I mean, I might remember the episode because of the spiders, but, you know... Nothing else. Like, I won't remember the storyline. Just the fact right. that, oh, there's this episode with the big spiders. You know, it was, it was Sharknado with spiders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of like a B-horror movie with the spiders and everything. But the, other than that, it you know, it, it is what it is. It's what you kind of expect. It's just nothing that is super, super memorable. Again, I don't know if it's Chibnall's fault or not, but... I've never really cared for his written episodes. I don't know. I mean, there there's him writing, and then there's him, you know, running a series, which is two different jobs. Yep, two different things. But he's trying to do both at the same time, which I think I think he I may know. do a better job at, at the showrunner stuff than yeah. um, the individual writing, which. It's possible, but we haven't seen a lot of that yet because he has, at least in part, written every single episode thus far, other than the last episode. And I still think the last episode is the best of the season. A lot of people. The last have, episode was co-written by somebody else. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, the I would say, people have put. See. I would personally, I think I like forty-two, but uh, I think most people would probably do the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood as his, as his best so far? I don't know. I don't know. Not counting people, the, other, the last one because it was co-written. Now, people have uh, put this uh, put Rosa in the same par 
as uh, Vincent and the Doctor. Really? Yeah, people have been seeing it on par. I don't know if like I emotionally that. speaking and uh, just importance wise. I can kind of see where they're coming from, though. I can I can see that, but I, I don't know if I fully agree. So there was a rumor floating around that, um, and I don't know how true this is because it was no, this was not an official statement or anything like that. But there was a rumor going around that next year would be a what did they say lag year where there would be no. Episodes in 2019. Not again. Like that's what that I, basically happened last year. Yeah, and we it's not like the reason why I would say this is a rumor. Or no, it wasn't last year. It wasn't last year. It was the year before that, I think. But it, it happened before recently. Like it's 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 a believable claim. It's a believable rumor because it's happened before. But I don't know how true it is because he just nothing is he officially just started stated. Working on it. But I think to do that now. Yeah, and I think the reason why they're saying was scheduling conflicts. Again, right. it it could just be somebody out there trolling, you know, and just making people mad. Because I'm thinking it's hmm. way too early at this point to know for sure scheduling conflicts. Uh, that's not necessarily true. So I don't know. This is just something that I saw posted. I don't know uh, if it's uh, accurate or not, but. It is something that we've seen before on the show, and if it was the case, and if this doctor's like David Tennant in any way, they could still have those special episodes that kind of fill in the year here and there, if that's if that's the case. They've only done that that one time. Yeah, true, but the they've never had a problem. I don't think as bad as Sherlock. I think, I think we said that at the same time uh, they did that with Doctor Who where there was an entire year, like there was a Christmas special and then the next one was Christmas special again. Yeah. And I, said, I think we were saying the same thing. Well, they could, you know, just stick another, you know, another special in there somewhere if they wanted. And they didn't do it. Because <laughs> they don't want to, apparently. Yeah, it sucks when that happens. It's like they want to have it all or nothing because Doctor Who doesn't do like what we do in the States, they don't do like the mid-season finales, you know, where it's off for half a year and it comes back. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do that. It's either all or nothing. So if they can't do it all each week until the end, then they want to wait like a year to do it, which is really weird to me. Then again, it might seem weird to them that we do mid-season finales because right. it's still – all the same season. It's just that there's two really big episodes well, no, in the season. They did, a mid, they did a mid-season finale in Doctor Who once with uh, uh, season six. I, yeah, I, I guess you could Remember, say that. Uh, yeah. a, a good, when a good man goes to war, where so. uh, where you know Amy had her baby. Amy had her baby. Yep. That was the last one, and then it came back, and they did the Let's Kill Hitler. Okay. Yeah. At the end of the summer. So. It's a, they've done stuff like that because you could buy, you know, whatever part A season, whatever part B. Um, there have been stuff like that, I guess, where it's still the same season, but it's the first and second half feel different than each other a little bit. But for the most part, I think the show continues on. Like, 
from start to finish. And I think that's what they prefer. I don't know. I don't know. But if they need to do a mid-season finale for like three months like we do here, it's like, hey, you do you, you know? And so far, yep. Oh, episode's all right. Could be better. Could be worse. But it's one of those episodes. I don't, think, it's I don't like, think it'll be memorable. Right. This season. I don't, we'll, I don't think we'll think about this in the future. This season is interesting because I think Jodie Whittaker is a memorable doctor. But mm-hmm. I don't think her episodes are. Yeah. Which is it's harmful for the show, I think, for the most part. If other people see that, see it the same way. If they see the show itself, the episodes, as not that memorable. I don't, think they're, memorable. Bad. I don't no. think they're necessarily bad. It's just that they, they're, they're not really sticking out. Yeah, they're not sticking out. They're average episodic things, and for a, a lot of people, this season is a good starting point for new watchers. And that's just because it's completely revamped, reintroducing you to the character, new everything. It mm-hmm. is technically speaking a good point to start the series. But for new watchers, is it really all that memorable? You're missing out on some of the best stuff on season five on if, if that's another spot to start. Right. But this, even though it's a good spot to start and learn everything, it might not keep new watchers because it, or it might not make them want to go back and watch because it's just kind of like, uh, okay, I guess I'll watch I another still, episode. I still don't think the show has successfully done what they did in the first season and gone on to explain all of the details about the doctor again. Right. And you know, I get why they don't because they figured, you know, some people have been watching since the, since 2005. Yeah. But then people in 2005 had seen the old series as well. So I think it just makes sense that if you're trying to make a new starting point that – and they can do it because they have new companions. They explain everything about the Doctor. Again, so explain that they have two hearts. Explain that they're a Time Lord. You know, explain what does that mean? What does the TARDIS actually stand for? You know, uh, what is explain that there's more to the TARDIS than what you see in the in the yeah, room. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, there's more explain to it. The TARDIS is getting in your head and translating things. All of those sorts of things, they they can you know bring in the new audience by I by giving them these new ideas that would be new to new people. You know, and yeah. it wouldn't feel weird to explain them again because you have a new Doctor and you have new companions, so it feels kind of natural to do that. Yep. I think they need to do that every once in a while to try to recapture new new viewers, you know. And they don't have to do it the same way every time, you know. And right. any other show would do something similar. They just would do it differently all the time. Because you got to mm-hmm. think, if you've ever read a book series, any kind of book series. Nope, never. <laughs> never, never <laughs> in my life. You go by and you keep on reading each book explains the same thing. This is who I am. This is my character. Um, this is what I do for work. This is what's happened in my life. This is who, what makes me the person I am. It's a recap, <laughs> but it's almost stated exactly. Um, a couple of book series that I've read that almost annoyed me to the point that they kept on saying the same things was the Odd Thomas series by Dean Koontz. Yeah. Uh, did the same thing over and over again because it was really important to 
for you to understand who the character was and why he was how he was. Even if you didn't, if you didn't read the other ones or if you forgot. Yeah. And I, I think the Animorphs series did that too. That's what that's one I used to read. Animorphs was even was even more of a recap, but just in the fact that they almost they they all started like exactly the same, didn't they? Like the same monologue. Like my name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is so. Yeah, they have a monologue with them. Yeah. And it's almost like they are all the same inner voice because they all say the same things. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Obviously, it's the same same author, you know. But it, it's stuff like that. If books do it, and they always do, and series often do it, one of the shows that really needs it is a show that's as complex and uh, specific as Doctor Who. Running. Doctor, yeah, it's, it's long very long-running. Long you need to rem- uh, people who are watching now aren't fully aware of everything that's to do with the Doctor. And the Doctor's a very specific character. You know, you can subtly introduce things in there as well, like uh, the one episode where, I think the second episode, where the Doctor used that uh, that move um, on that one guy's neck and paralyzed him. And it was yeah, a move that they did on a... Keto. Yeah, a move that they did in classic series, right? Yeah. But it wasn't exactly explained, but it was uh, to the point where you could look it up pretty quick if right. you wanted to. And it didn't really matter because that's not really who the Doctor is. It's just an interesting factoid. Certain things are what makes the Doctor the Doctor. One thing that they have subtly explained was that the Doctor has two heartbeats, right? It didn't mm-hmm. go... In, on and explain, oh yeah, the doctor has two hearts and all this and that. It was just like, oh wow, two heartbeats. That's that's weird. Oh yeah, they did they did mention that when uh, when she was passed out. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. So there's there's different things here and there. The sonic screwdriver was explained for the most part because she created it. You know. They they did sort of rewrite history with the sonic screwdriver a little bit though. Yes. So that was explained a little bit. just made it from scratch. And we obviously, uh, time and relative dimension in space, like just time machine and moving around the space around you, uh, that's been explained for the most part, or you just see it happen, rather. So you know it. it You know how it works. Regeneration, I don't think, has really been explained. So if you started... No. The uh the season as uh, he started the show right at this point you don't know too much about regeneration you know that she was a male first of all because of just <laughs> plain knowledge of what Doctor Who is but in general that's what she said you know I was a Scotsman a couple minutes ago you know and uh, right and things but it didn't exactly explain how that works you you see that and then you see the regeneration energy you know escape from her and you're still not entirely sure what that is if you're starting to watch you know like there are things here and there that have been subtly explained and it just lets you use your imagination to kind of fill in the blanks but there are other things that they could benefit from explaining and you know in detail too because i uh, once again like i really liked the episode rose just because of their the way that they explained what the doctor was. And they did a good job with that all around because they had the one guy, the one conspiracy theorist, 
that kept noticing yeah. his face everywhere, which is a really good way to introduce you to who the character is. And Elsa is sort of well, it didn't show did it show his different faces in that one? No, it was only Christopher Eccleston, which was weird because okay, that episode funny. was technically right after he regenerated into the face because he had never seen it before. Because mm-hmm. he saw him look into the mirror, he's like, "Oh, look at the ears!" And like, like he had never seen himself before. In Rose, he had just turned into Crystal Axon. But because of time travel, those things, those pictures that the guy was looking at, hadn't happened yet. Most likely, anyway, which was cool. Yeah, it must have happened while Rose was asleep or something. But there, I'm sure the guy probably came across faces of David Tennant, you know, Matt Smith, and whatever. Uh, but he didn't connect it with who the Doctor is because. This guy, he's like, this is who the doctor is. It's this guy in this leather jacket and, you know, close crop hair, long face and whatever is where this is the guy that's been seen everywhere. Apparently, they haven't seen the other doctors everywhere. <laughs> Only this guy. The guy doesn't know how to stay hidden. And it's, it, it's kind of silly because the first doctor, the ninth doctor was only in the first season. That's it. Yeah. But, but whatever. Anyways, do you have anything else to add about this episode? No. Yeah. No, not, neither do I. I just gotta say, I don't like spiders. If I see a spider in my house, I take a vacuum cleaner and I, I get those, that really long arms that connect to the, uh, the, uh, vacuum cleaner. And then at a, you know, 10 foot, Length, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's when I suck it in there and kill it that way. That's, that's how I kill spiders. And then you, and then you burn down the vacuum. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then I, uh, also <laughs> suck in a, uh, a grenade and then I run. <laughs> it's like that ought to do it. But who knows? Worst thing I could think of is sucking up, uh, a, a spider, putting it away and then noticing a spider crawl out from under the, uh, those things can they can survive freaking nuclear holocaust obviously so okay episode you know don't know really yeah. what I was expecting I knew it was called arachnids in the UK I didn't know anything else regarding the episode I don't know the episode the next episode style I don't know the episode yeah. normally episode. yeah normally I, I I see it I sometimes accidentally see it when I'm looking at my uh DVR schedule, yeah. but I haven't noticed it this time. The, the thing is, we always try to avoid seeing the title just in case it's spoilery, but it's pretty much mm-hmm. impossible not to see the episode title before we see it anyways, because it's always right there before we <laughs> right before we watch yeah. it. Um, so it's pretty much impossible. If it's on a DVR, you see the title, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you get it online or Stream it on BBC or whatever, you see the title. It's impossible. <laughs> so it's like right. trying to avoid seeing the title is kind of stupid because it's you're going to see it regardless. Well, you know, you can avoid it until the last moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't do anything. I think seeing it beforehand is better than seeing it at the last moment because you can forget it firsthand. You know, by a week's time, you could forget the title, you know. But seeing Not it right before you. Oh, you could, you could, or you could think about it and think about, you know. If you have no life, yeah. <laughs> so sit, sit at home, think about the title. 
and you start making conspiracy theories about what the next episode is going to be about. What is this? What is this death in heaven? Yeah, you're gonna. You know. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be, <laughs> you'll be like the guy, and and you'll be like the guy in Rose who's making conspiracy theories of who the doctor is and. Bad wolf. Bad bad wolf. What what's bad wolf? <laughs> but this, this, yeah, this. I saw that death in heaven. You know, I saw that before the end of the season. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like somebody's dying. But so, that first have, episode, you know, there yeah. Can be, there can be episodes where either it's a spoiler or it'll make you think it's a spoiler, and you, then you start thinking a little bit too much. About right. It. One big episode like that, not for Doctor Who, was for the Flash. It was like the last episode. The title of it. It's like oh, the, yeah. the death of five or whatever. And you're like, well, that's a spoiler if ever I've seen one. I, I, I thankfully didn't actually look at the title before I started watching the episode. I saw it when I when I clicked stop. I was like, wow, glad I didn't see that. Yeah, and it, was, it ended up just being kind of a red herring, you know? So it's like yeah, it, it, it was pretty spoiler just looking at it, though. But it, it, it was yeah. spoiler only to the fact that that's what the bad guy was trying to do. And that was basically mm-hmm. it. I think we're running out of time. So thank you for okay. listening to Smaller on the Outside. My name is Dave, and I was a Time Lord with you this evening. And with me was Andy, who was the uh, TARDIS, I guess. And uh, <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter. Uh, my username on there is I am DWG. And on Twitter, Andy's handle is. Morphin APG. And these are the same handles that you can find on tracked.tv, which is a website that we use to track our progress on certain TV shows and movies that we are currently watching. Because if we didn't, we would lose track immediately. <laughs> so <laughs> check us out on those Andy's got a YouTube. I think it's the same exact thing, Morphin ABG. And, uh. Yeah, or you can just find Or it's just Andy. Andy. Yeah, yeah, Andy Gillian. And he's got movies on there. <laughs> <laughs> I play a video game and I turn it into a movie. That's right. completely irrelevant That's right. to our podcast, though. So. That's right. Well, <laughs> it's just different places that you can catch us. Or you could just Google our names and you'll find God knows what. So. <laughs> you know how. Good idea it is to Google yourself, right? That is a very good idea. We'll catch you next week with another episode of Doctor Who. And uh, we'll see you next time with Smaller on the Outside. Peace out. Peace out.